Alrighty, sports guys, the pod is on here. Just a bit of a a quick intro. Just saying, uh, it's a bit of an NBA pod with this one, as the description says. A bit of mellow uh, to the Blazers. A bit of just what the fuck Blazers. A uh, bit of load management. What the fuck? And a bit of Luka Doncic. What the fuck? Um, yeah, that's pretty much. It's just a we're trying to keep them a bit short and sharper at the at the moment. Um, you know, if there's stuff to talk about, we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, um, I know a few of the plugs in the f- earlier pods. I mentioned how we're getting some stuff going for the website. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, time is time is something that is very precious at the moment. Um, we're getting uh, getting ready for a trip over to the states myself with the wife, and uh, yeah, so we're not uh, too much. So that's kind of gone on the back burner until the new year with a lot of the extra stuff we're thinking of doing. But yeah, there are some plans in the in the in the mix. Um, there's some different things to happen. Uh, I mean, I've had a few off-air chats about a few things we want to try and do uh, pod-wise as well, different different ideas and different themes uh, uh, rather than just the, the weekly sports chat, which we do love doing as well. So it'll just be a bit of in addition to. Um, but yeah, that's about it. But keep an eye on all the, the website and socials and all that for anything, the updates on that. But like I said, be closer to the new year for that because I've got some travel coming up and some in-person pods with the lads coming up, which will be great. But yes, until all that happens... You've still got our regular scheduled pods, and that is wonderful. So let's go. Brought to you by the train in the background, just as I click record. As brought to you by Amtrak. <laughs> if you want to get blackout drunk and still get home safely, Amtrak. That's that's, a, that's the ad read. That sounds like that's personal. It. it sounds like personal experience in that ad read. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Shay that you can hear, um, uh, the familiar voice week to week. Um, just yeah, <laughs> concussion lifted i think but oh no immediate freeze no we're good yeah no it, it freeze it froze right as you were saying concussion which just seemed somewhat perfect actually so i'm gonna leave that <laughs> yeah. just gonna leave that completely unedited because one i don't know how to edit that anyway and two it just was but just worked so how my brain's been working the past week and a half. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah we're in concussion protocol yeah. at the at the sports government podcast um which I've been living in a world of darkness. <laughs> a dark apartment trying to recover from what I now think was a sinus infection, but might have been a concussion. We're still uncertain uncertain. Yeah, I mean whatever whatever situation gets you the sympathy from the ladies, that's what you go with really. Oh, um, that's not that's not happening out here. <laughs> yeah. It's... My mom I guess. <laughs> Got a lot of sympathy from, from her. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's getting to those cold winter months out there where everyone's just rugged up inside and not going out anywhere really. So it's pretty nice uh, so far, actually. It's in yeah. the fifties today. So yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, we had we had a hundred. Well, it was forty three degrees Celsius. So I don't know it's getting up towards one ten. I think. I don't know. Jesus, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Yeah, no, it was horrible. It's gone back down the last couple of days, but it was. The first kind of taste of summer here, and I was just like the real yeah. brutal summer, and I was not. I just I can't. I'd much prefer winter myself. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I did too until, you know, I got off the Amtrak a couple weeks ago, went to a bar and then had to walk home like 10 blocks and it was below freezing and I was just wearing like a cardigan basically. <laughs> and I was like, it led to the concussion. Yeah. Don't ask me how. <laughs> and the ad read suddenly has much more context. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Winter, <laughs> winter. One of the reasons I prefer winter is because it means we get all the fun winter sports like the NBA. Um, not, not a fun winter so far for the Blazers at the moment, though. Uh, no, let's get right into the yeah, Blazers. <laughs> our, our Blazers has been the good. NBA show did, so we can do it guilt free. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, bigger storylines. Yeah. But. Well, it's the Blazers was one of those teams that um, coming out of last year, uh, a lot of obviously. An iconic playoff moment that um, a lot of people still talk about um, with, you know, Lillard waving goodbye to the Oklahoma City Thunder and essentially ending the... Paul that, George. Yeah, ending the OKC Thunder as we know them. Um, and then just, just with the... I mean, the Western Conference Finals didn't go well, but I feel like we just tapped out at that point. Um, big series win against Denver. And you just kind of, like, hoped that that was going to be leading towards something that... In the off season, they'd uh, make the right moves, and it was a little bit risky giving up. You know, guys like Harkless and um, Aminu were uh, not always. Uh, there was you know discussions about how useful they were at times, because um, they could come in and out of games a bit depending on how the game was going. They weren't always um, always factors, but they certainly brought some solidarity solidarity on the defensive end, and and you know with those guys moving Definitely. on, uh, Evan Evan Turner as well, and a few others. We just um, and his contract was horrible, but you know he was. That, and we literally uh, traded him for Baysmore, which yeah. is kind of like a a neutral trade, I'd say. Yeah, but I guess you know there's something to be said about um, con- con- continuity in the NBA. I guess even though it's yeah, such, definitely it's such a fluid league at the moment with players going in and out, and um and you know team teams <laughs> teams in quotations is a can be a little bit of a an interesting subject because they they change so much these days, but. I guess we we send our NBA preview at the start of the season. We were hoping the Blazers would um, get off to a good start and um, everything would go fine, but it's gone the complete opposite. Um, it's been a uh, I guess there's no other way to say it. It's been quite the dumpster fire so far as far as their uh, ability to ability to um, uh, defend and and actually score enough, even if to get wins. Uh, sitting 14th in the Western Conference at the moment with five wins. Um, Sandwich. With the Warriors below, yeah, Warriors, Warriors, somehow. Warriors below, and the Spurs above, which is a weird, just a weird th- yeah. table to think about when you think about the last five, ten years of NBA history. But um, that aside, the Blazers made the move to sign Camillo Anthony last week. Um, <laughs> mellow, mellow on my mind. <laughs> uh, as a um, a fantasy team, <laughs> a desperate. Some would say a desperation move. Some would just say I, I, that's the only way to put it. They wouldn't be doing it if they're in a better position. So um, just pure desperation yeah. from both sides, really. Yeah, <laughs> from Carmelo as well. Yeah, well, you could never imagine uh, Carmelo Anthony signing for the Blazers, you know, five years ago because you know he was in New York at the time and he was refusing to um, think about leaving New York because that was the market he wanted to be in. And um, the move, obviously, his move there um, ten years ago now, uh, almost ten years ago, it was one of the biggest big moves in the NBA and kind of <laughs> ruined the Knicks um, as far as because they just shouldn't have made that move. But that's in the past. Um, I didn't, I don't mind yeah. them. I don't mind them getting Camelo is what they gave up for him. Cause I think they could have got him in free agency anyway, but 
that's an argument I'll just continually have with myself for the rest of my life. So um, as someone who always has, <laughs> also has some Knicks allegiances as well as Blazers. So it is an odd one for me too. Like I've seen now, I've seen him play for both kind of my teams. Uh, but It's kind of cool to see him out there though. Like I hated the move. But like seeing him rock the double zero and just you know hit that first three hit against um, the Pelicans, I was in class actually um, <laughs> watching it on an illegal stream, and uh, <laughs> I just saw the three and I was like, yes, look at that, look at Mello, he's back. And then he proceeded to miss his next ten shots. But <laughs> yeah, exactly, he's back. It was back. cool. <laughs> it was cool to see uh, the Blazers did lose to the Pelicans. I mean, I think that the Blazers were going to lose all these games anyway. So, like, Carmelo has been a nice um, distraction for what's been a miserable season anyway. And he was, you know, he's over two games. He's a minus 10 on the plus minus, minus 10 and a half. So, but I think most of the Blazers are. And um, I think once Dame starts playing again, he's had the back spasms lately, that once Carmelo's getting 18 minutes to 22 minutes off the bench. I think his plus minus will go down, I guess is how you <laughs> I think it'll be Into more towards zero. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll be closer to zero um, when he's running against twos more consistently. Or maybe he will start with Dame and his plus minus will just go up because he's playing with Dame. But yeah, it's just been kind of brutal for the Blazers. It's pretty crazy to see that the two Western Conference Finals teams are both 14 and 15 in the West. But if you look at the injuries that we've happened, that have happened. Oh no. Anytime I hear a click, I'm just like, we froze. What are we good? <laughs> no, no, we're good. I was just clicking away. You know, my stats in the background. I was just staring at my Damian Lillard bobblehead and pop Funko Damian Lillard. And I'm just like, Oh man, we're wasting one of the, one of the years of his prime. Cause he's definitely, I, I think he's 29. I think that's, near the middle to end of your prime as an nba or so yeah that's a bummer and it feels like cj has is kind of tapering off so it might be the time to trade him but the blazers might just get 75 cents on the dollar for him right now so would it be smart yeah. i don't i don't know what they do to really get back in this thing yeah i mean that's the other discussion at the moment is um obviously everyone's talking about the move the blazers make because i think we all uh at the start of the season, we're thinking the you know white side signing was one that wasn't going to be <laughs> long for the Blazers, so that his his contract was tradable. And then, uh, unfortunately, and it, and it does happen every year. I can understand why it does. Uh, CJ's name always comes up when when we talk about trades because Lillard is um, untradable unless he unless he asks for it, I guess. Um, and then it goes downhill in that sense. But um, he's he's just signed the max extension over the off season. He seems like he's in it for the long haul with all the all the things Oof. he said. All the things he says about, you know, he'd rather rather stay in Portland than chase a ring and all those things, which is hopefully um, at the end of his career, we can talk about how that wasn't just talk. Um, I'd love to see him be a career blazer um, and not, not do the ring chasing. So that at the moment, we, we're considering um, Dame locked in for the next few years. Uh, CJ as well signed a, an extension. Um, so he's obviously ours, but or the blazers. CJ, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he is the one that we talk about in trade because he's he's obviously more expendable than Dame. He's CJ is a fantastic player too, and it, it's unfortunate that we have to be in this position talking about it because it would be much nicer just to be thinking about putting some pieces together with Whiteside and just getting that final piece. But it's, it feels like we're a little bit further away than that. So, 
Yeah. It does it does just feel like it's gotten to the point where like Anthony Simons is a better you you would rather keep Simons than mm-hmm. CJ, which is which is crazy to say and kind of it feels bad because <laughs> <laughs> CJ means so much but Simons upside if we're thinking about the future with you know Nazir Little is getting minutes and he looks all right and Simons and then um Gary Trent Jr has been getting minutes which I don't know about him but <laughs> <laughs> You know, we have these young guys. Hope if we can get them some minutes, maybe we can trade them alongside CJ and actually get a pretty big piece mm-hmm. back. And a type of Aaron Gordon, Lamarcus Aldridge, which I doubt the Spurs would want to deal, um, just because I don't think they're going to punt on the season yet with Popovich and everything. But Aaron Gordon, Kevin Love, you know, those kind of guys. Yeah. If, if the Blazers can put together a young package and maybe Whiteside, because just get Whiteside out of there. <laughs> he he's just a mess. I mean, he he puts up double doubles, but if you're watching these games, it's it's not a good good watch overall. Oh yeah, he's purely a good statistical fantasy player, and that's about it. Um, yeah, and there's plenty of guys like that in the league, like Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins, who's kind of putting it together a little bit more. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, that's how I kind of view Anthony Simons at this point is kind of how Wiggins was when he started in the league, kind of doesn't pass a lot, likes to get up shots, but like you can tell that he has the makings of what should be a future, like an NBA player that'll be in the league for 15 years. Yeah, it's just that my my one worry is like Willie, and either you see him if his development continues as, as it will, uh, he'll be fine, but you know. CJ and Dame have come in at such a similar time that their their careers are on like they're, they're just similar age, uh, similar time of like you know Dame was in maybe a year earlier I think um, and and getting they've kind of just developed together in this um, Blazers offense and as well as their friendship I think they get along all right like um, you know last year yeah. like, last year with the uh, <laughs> CJ for All Star videos they're having a lot of fun with those and. And yeah, they definitely get along. Lillard's a great guy. Yeah, he just, he's like exactly who you'd want for the role that he has with Portland. Yeah, um, that is that is my one worry with um moving CJ. Like I don't, we've seen what happened when um you know I think it was back when the Warriors were still trying to put some pieces together to be the team they were. I'm pretty sure Clay Thompson was very close to being traded at one point. Um, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was in trades. And uh, and they or Kevin Love actually, that's so, right, yeah. similar situation. <laughs> and they held they held strong there and and managed to hold hold that together. And now we're in a position where we we think that that's going to be the backcourt at the Warriors for their life. So yeah, um, not that I think that CJ and Dan. Well, you know they're one of the two other two best backcourts in the league. CJ, as you said, hasn't had a great start of the season, but I still think there's um I. I think he can get get back to where he because he's obviously he's what he's I think he's a bit younger than Dame so he's he's not like he's he's tapering off because he's hitting the hitting the back end of his career he's still right in there in the in the time where I think it's just more um you know it's a it's a reflection of where the Blazers are at more than anything with how CJ's playing because they just I think it was him that said the other day it was either him or Dame that when there was a report that came out about the plays that they have, like um, Camelo needing to learn plays and how he'd, he'd run through a few already and someone said, oh, you know, they don't have that many anyway. And it's like CJ said, well, there's just 40, 40 plus plays that we can't run at the moment because of just how things are going. Um, 
I think it was on. They're also an ISO heavy team. Yeah. So you would think that'd be perfect for Carmelo, but (laughs) (laughs) but I don't necessarily want Carmelo (laughs) ISOing when CJ's on the floor. You know, I, I I do hope this little stretch where Lillard's hurt gets CJ going a little bit more because he is running the offense and he is in that Lillard role, and then Anthony is in that CJ role. So I think it's good for both of them to get that kind of experience. So if we, and I got to stop saying we, if the Blazers move, if the Blazers do move CJ and Simons moves into that role, you know, he needs to know what, what it takes and he needs to know how much of the offense he's actually going to be and mm. engage because CJ is also a pretty good passer. So, and that's something that Simons doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily have yet. So I'm excited to see where it goes, but and I do think if the Blazers can hold on to Simons, there will be this torch passing moment between him and Dame in maybe a couple of years. That'll be like really cool to see and really you know, if Simons can turn into Lillard, obviously not put it not trying to push Lillard out the door or anything. I think he has a chance to be the greatest Blazer of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think he's almost already there. Um but it would be cool to see that torch being passed. And I think if CJ is a casualty of that having to happen, then kind of so be it. I'll yeah. be sad, but I don't want to waste Dame's prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really what we're building towards. I think this year already, I I think they're st- they can still get back into the mix this year, whether there'll be a, a title contender, uh, even a conference contender. Um, and that's and that's where you've got to think where what you can get if you can get something. I just don't want them to, to make a rash decision with CJ. I think if you trade in CJ, as you said, it might be seventy five cents on the dollar at the moment. We may not, and teams may try to play a bit of hardball. And I'd, I'd love to see the Blazers. CJ is the kind of guy I don't want to see traded unless it's really, really the the big trade, you know. Um, uh, yeah. And whether it's for one of these big guys we're talking about, you know, and I, I Kevin loves one that I'd love to see there, but then at the same time, I don't trust his body at all. He's already sitting out a few, he's already having a few niggling injuries this year. He's been playing okay this year. I don't have any problem with his play at the moment. Um, it's more just his, his reliability of being on the court, um, unfortunately. Um, Aaron Gordon's a good one that um, I didn't Yeah, really, I, it's just, I just, I'm not sold on him at all. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, a couple of the other names I mentioned, Lamarcus has been mentioned. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be great to have him back. Isn't he like I, 35 now? Like, it's just I, I don't know if he's right, got, but he's. I don't know if he's not got, like a Carmelo 35. <laughs> he's like still like in the right. Like he was an All Star not too long ago. I don't think it was last year, but the year before, he yeah. was still an All Star. And he is just kind of what the Blazers need right now. It is a four that stretches the floor. Um, another name that's been brought up that I think might be the. <laughs> might be the best fit is Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. As far as the Blazers offense goes, a big man that can shoot threes. He's kind of like a Kevin Love that's more sturdy. It was one of and my favorite Knicks back in the day, which shows you how long ago that was. But Carmelo <laughs> and Danilo back together, right again. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Well, no, Danilo was in the uh, trade for Camillo. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah, he went to the Nuggets. Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't think that would be the worst thing for Portland, but weird. I, but weird bookending for that that whole thing would be to see them together in in Portland. Also, the the Blazers. I, I think Pow, uh, the Blazers waived Pow, so he he might go into coaching now for the Blazers. Yeah, and so that opens up a roster spot. If we could get like a Jamal Crawford, who who wants back in the league pretty bad, um, to run with our twos, 
and again, I have to stop saying our to run with the twos for the Blazers. I think Jamal Crawford would be huge. Well, if he That'd tried, good... if he tried this time, he didn't really, he didn't seem to enjoy being in Portland <laughs> that much last time he was there. But yeah, you see, he wants back in the league pretty bad though. So. Yeah, yeah, that might somebody be use yeah. him for sure. I just think it. We need to get to a point where teams where it gets where the teams have <clears throat> kind of know where they're going to be. He would be a perfect guy for like. The Mavericks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> who need who need to help Luca a little bit more than they are. But yeah. Mavericks are still I mean, they feel they feel like the hip team and the Blazers feel like old news right now. Yeah, yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing is the Blazers were in such a sweet spot at the end of last year with um getting a little bit of national and in, and international re- relevance as well. I mean they're 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 a well liked team either way, but that Lillard three at the buzzer and all that just really put them into a and into a unique spot where you can really build build on that and unfortunately they just haven't at the moment so we'll wait. Well, the three was huge, but yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. But um, and obviously there's some other teams struggling. Um, the, the West we did say it was going to be a dogfight this year. Um, in the in the preview pod a few weeks back and and we there was some worry about whether the Blazers could hold it in like where they'd be depending on how they how they started the season it's just it's gone the worst possible way but it's certainly not you know they're only uh what three four games out of the, the eight spot so <laughs> three games back at the moment of the suns in the eight spot which is um just shows you and you way. wouldn't think that will last um i i think it'd be cool if the blazers made the playoffs but i also just think that they should be thinking about next year as bad as that is to say and but that's just kind of the nature of the beast lately. I don't necessarily want them to tank. I mean, it'd be cool to get Wiseman, but (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to be a warrior, which is going to be scary when they get everybody back. But it it's the Western conference is going to go through LA this year, you know, put the names in a hat and pick one out. And I think that'll, that'll be the Western conference finalist. So, Mm -hmm. and the East is deeper. So even if the Blazers do get healthy, it's just like <laughs> they don't really have a chance this year anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they, because Lillard doesn't seem like the type of guy who wants to just sit out a bunch of games, kind of like Anthony Davis did last year. So I don't know what to expect, but I think it's going to be a long winter. <laughs> yeah, well, that kind of does segue into the next thing I was going to talk about, um, load management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, I'd be fine with it. I mean, you're going to see him, though, so I don't know how fine with it you'd be. Um, no, I'd be fine. Like, uh, I, this is my whole. It, it depends how how they how they load management has become, <laughs> it's become such a loaded term the last uh, hey. last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, well, it's it's just funny to me that everyone. It's um obviously it's been we're not breaking any news here. Um, it's been said before that. Kawhi. Have we ever broken news? Um, <laughs> probably not. Apart from apart from your concussion, that was definitely a sportsgasmic first, I think. And yeah, and know. that went the. That's just something the mainstream media is not going to pick up. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're not. They're not going to run with my concussion. They're, they've they're they've got their. It. They've it's got their agendas subject. and stuff. It's what it is. You know. <laughs> they don't care. You know. <laughs> you know. It should have been up there with impeachment and democratic debates, but you know they just ignored it. Too much going on in this country. Yeah, like I said, every media source has got their agenda, and ours is just we're agenda free, and we, so that's why we talked about your concussion first. I have so or many second. agendas. <laughs> <laughs> I have an, an endless slew of agendas. Yeah, well, that's but... what we're, that's why we're not talking about the NFL. 
Uh, <laughs> one of them is not load management, but it seems that main the mainstream media is pretty into that. Yeah. Right now. Um, so yeah, so you mentioned how I'm going to see that I'll be seeing the Blazers three times, I think, while I'm on my trip over Hat trick. there. Yeah. Um, seeing them in Denver, which if they were going to sit Dame out of a game, they might as well sit him out of that one. Um, cause just yeah, gonna... and you'll be on edible, so it won't matter. You'll <laughs> think he's playing. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll see, the, I'll see the double zero and think it's, I'm just seeing double or something and think it's actually Dame. You'll see Melo. I mean, that'll be yeah. cool if he's still on the team. Yeah, I do I hope he will be. I do hope he is. I, I'd love to see him. Armelo returning to Denver. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a weird one for some Denver Homecoming. fans. Homecoming. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, there's, they're playing the Warriors and the Magic when I'm in, in Portland. So I'm hoping I'll see both of those. Warriors? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but it'll be a very different uh, one than the one we went to a few years back. <laughs> yeah. That was a memorable one. That would be a good one for a drunk drunk history sports moments if we could get footage of that and go back through it i think you could do just if we get an nba game pass they'd have that in the game histories i think so yeah would, yeah that'd be fun dame's first just go back through it yeah all right that's that's to, that's <laughs> to come on the sports gasmic podcast let's see that's a building project that we just thought about this morning and we're going to go with it because it's really good put a pin in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway load management um Put a pin in load management. No, I don't yeah. care. I yeah, I honestly don't <laughs> care that much. Like, it's become such a thing, and it's it's so funny. It is such a. Is there is a lot of um, amusement to me of how it's just such become like his first Kawhi. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard's the one that's really kicked this discussion off because of sitting out a game a few weeks, it was a week or two ago now, um, and kind of starting this load management thing with the with the. Clippers, but last year with Toronto, he was, was he only played 60 odd, um, I think it was only yeah. 60 regular season games because of the same reason. And no one kicked up a fuss then, uh, but it's because it's the Clippers, it's because it's a, and the Clippers tickets aren't that hard to get for a decent price anyway, either way. So I don't know why people are that mad. That's what I hear. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, they people, might be harder this year, though, is what uh, at least the, uh, the all-powerful Bill Simmons was saying on his podcast today. Yeah, well, that's because he was talking about trying to get rid of his tickets a few years ago, and now it's like everybody wants them. Yeah, well, yeah, a few years ago it was like the back end of Blake and Chris Paul and whatever, and it was probably easy, but um, it's still a relatively easy ticket to get in, in comparison to the Lakers, anyway. Um, but I, I don't understand how people. One, obviously, the fact that it's just become such a thing now because it's um, Kawhi's... And the, the NBA's response to it, I was a little bit um, amused by how they're okay with... They find him... They find the Clippers for some, like, that is mis, mis, misrepresentation yeah. or they said there was some, some I, don't, I don't know, confusion about how they worded... The Clippers worded their uh, response to if he was injured or not. But I think... I actually think there's been a genuine... I mean, it's not... not um, again, not breaking news that there has been a genuine issue with Kawhi for years now with his quads, um, and now his knee. It sounds like yeah, and, it's, and that like, could um, and, and it could well be a um, you know a, a, a side product of the quads because you know I've I've got some <laughs> random ankle. Well, I've got ankle obviously ankle injuries that for the rest of my life have made my, my kind of knees and hips and everything kind of get out of whack because I've got a constant limp, basically. Very, very subtle. Like, you'd hardly notice it, but or maybe you do. But, you know, these injuries, that this 
injury that Kawhi had back, um, you know, with the Spurs that saw him sit out a year there, and that ended his time with the Spurs because he he had genuine issues with um, how the Spurs handled it, and he didn't like how they handled it. He was, yeah, he was worried about his health there. And whether or not, you know, maybe the Spurs, you know, did, just didn't realise. And whatever whatever happened there was obviously an injury issue with his injury. He went to Toronto. He load managed that in Toronto to a championship. So I don't see what, you know. Yeah, so who cares? Yeah, and when yeah, you have right. Paul George, I mean, Paul George. And then I think the pieces that the Clippers have, it, it, it's, you know, it's still fun pieces to watch. Uh, Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams coming off the bench. I mean, that's the best group of twos in the league i mean they would start for most teams and they're i doc rivers just likes playing them that way but i think yeah i think Kawhi's injury his quad was so bad once your body adjusts to that and i think he hurt his knee through that because he was favoring his quad so much which i don't know how you can really favor your quad but the body finds a way and so now i think it's led to um, a knee injury that's there's some tendon damage in there or something from what the reports are but he's just playing through it. But sometimes, you know, <laughs> she need, or he needs a, a night off here and there, which I think is not a problem, especially if it leads you to a title in the long run. Yeah, and that's been the thing that people have... The people that are against this load management idea um, have been saying basically, you know, what, one of the stupidest arguments that is a big part of it is, you know, people buy tickets to see these guys play. And I'm like... Yeah, you do. And unfortunately, if you're buying tickets from the secondary market, you know, that's just part of what it is. You know, scalping and touting in in the secondary markets in America is just what it is. Um, people put the price that they want on it and then you pay what you what you feel is, um, you know, what you're happy with. But if you're buying tickets two months out then um, or even a, a week out, there's usually a game or two before that. Someone could blow out an ACL in that time. You're going to complain then? No. Um, load management is preventative preventative management to try and make sure these guys get through a season I, I, I don't have any problem with it I've if I go to one of these go to that game in Denver and Dame's sitting out because he, you know they've they're they're concerned about his back spasms and they're just giving him a rest here and there um, I don't think that's on a back-to-back or anything so I think it'll be fine but still if he's if he's got a niggling injury and they just feel that they want to sit him out just to get some you know to stabilize the back or whatever they're trying to do um, I just, I am. You still get maybe, to see Yo- yeah. uh, Jokic or Jokic and, you know, Jamal Murray and CJ and Carmelo. And I mean, and if Anthony, you're going Anthony to a Simons game just for and, one player. And Nessie a little, like, maybe, the, and this is, we talked about this. Was this last week we were talking about it? Maybe a week before. Um, possibly. I was concussed last week, so yeah. I have very little memory. <laughs> At some point <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, it might have been in the preview pod. I can't remember. Or No, it was during our um, um, No Country for Old NBA pod. We were talking about fans. <laughs> Fans and how they've changed. I, I just love that name. Um, how fans... That should be know. an offshoot podcast for us since we're both old now and both walk <laughs> with limps. I don't even know what mine's from. I think I have arthritis in my right knee and it just locks up in the winter. So, no MBA for old men. Yeah. Um, I think it's part, you know, maybe it's partly because of what we said in that pod about how NBA fan experience is changing that, you know, there's a lot of people that follow players more than they follow teams. You know, I'm a, I'm a team guy. Yeah. So I'm going to see the Blazers play. Um, obviously, I want to see Dane play because he's one of my... I mean, you said you said it earlier in the pod that he's probably one of... He's moving quickly towards being the best player of all time, if not already. So I want to see that guy play, but I am understand. I've seen him play before. Um, 
you know, we, we, when we were talking about that possible rewatchable idea, drunk history pod. Um, <laughs> saw, him, saw him drop his first 50 spot. So it's not like I haven't seen a massive Dame game before. Uh, but even if I hadn't, I, don't, I would understand um, if there was an injury that he was carrying, if they just felt, you know, he could play if it was a, if it's one of those situations where he could play if it's the playoffs. But we're not going to play him now because we want to make sure he gets through this regular season. I, d- I understand that and I don't understand why people don't get that. There's, there were some people um, in the media and whatnot saying, oh, if it's an injury that they can they would play through in the playoffs and it's not really an injury. And it's like, no, it, there is... There's people are people are so into sports science until it doesn't work for their narrative and then they go no no they just got to play through it like they they bounce between being um forward thinking and old school because depending on what fits what they want in their narrative and there's probably a lot of sports science going into and and things that we don't even can't talk about properly because we're just sports fans rather than uh well-paid doctors but i'm sure there is a lot of smart people handling Kawhi's injuries that that he's had over the last few years um, and I'm sh- and I'm sure Kawhi himself got made sure to get some good people in because of um, his issues in San, to- San Antonio and whatnot. And Toronto did it perfectly last year. I I, mm-hmm. I, I want to tr- I'm I'm going to lean towards trusting those guys because the regular season wins are also important. So I don't think the if the Clippers knew that Kawhi was 100 percent, the quads were not an issue, all that stuff, they wouldn't be doing it without reason. I don't think either because you know the the West is tough. They're in fourth at the moment. They want to probably. They'd prefer to be closer to the Lakers, I think, and and be looking towards the top two seed in the West if they could. So these, I'm regu- sure. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be an issue. But yeah, if they do, if they do have to load manage him for twenty games, and that might be where they drop a few more, and then they they drop him back into Maybe. that uh, three, four, five. They seem spot. to be fine when he doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> especially now that Paul George is back, and so it's like people just need to realize like there are things that are bigger than you. Yeah, you're going to the game. So are thirty thousand other people that want to watch. They just all they care about is the Clippers winning. So if you want to just see Kawhi, like, then scour Twitter and find out if he's going to play or not, and wait to get your ticket until then. If yeah. not, let other let other people get it who are just Clippers fans. Like this isn't that hard. This this isn't that big of an issue. Like why why do these guys have to kill themselves just for you, just so you can see them play? Like you're such a fan that you want to make them feel worse in the yeah. long run. Like it, it's just, I honestly don't care either way. Like I get where the people are coming. Like oh, I paid the ticket price. I want to see them play. But like they, yeah, that's fine, I guess. But you know, I also see the other part too. So it's just, it's a non-issue to me. But pe- like, I think it's part of how there isn't a big storyline going on in the NBA right now. It's other than like we know Luca is light years ahead of where we thought he would be um and definitely an mvp candidate but that's kind of boring to talk about because it's the mavs it's dallas it's not a major market and he's european the la teams are good we know that um the east is actually better but no team has really stood out from anybody it's kind of a group of four or five that are all really good so Load management is what everybody's clinging to. Load management and mellow, kind of like us. Yeah. <laughs> but, but people feel like they have to take a hard stance on this stuff or people won't listen. But it's like, no, like, again, we should just call this podcast gray area because this is a gray area. Like, Well, that's, that's it. That's what I think where we find the spot is that 
a lot of these things that people, um, you know, go to die on a hill on don't really actually matter. That I was much. just about to say that. Is this the <laughs> hill you want to die on? Yeah. Like this? Like- yeah. yeah, no, you don't want to be up on top of a hill planting your flag saying load management sucks or like, or, or on the other side, be like, you know, load management. But I understand, it's just, I understand it. I understand teams are trying to get through a season an 82 game season is a hell of a fucking slog. And we've had, I mean, people talk about sometimes if you brought it back to 75 or 70 or whatever and, how much that would change it, but the NBA is never going to do that because t- money is everything. So this is what this is what the teams are resorting to. Um, you know that, and the big one that people re- refer back to sometimes when the Spurs sat all three a few years back. Um, yeah, and it wasn't a big deal because they were old. Yeah, and well, they so still, what's the difference? I'm not. Even, did they they still got fined for that though? Didn't they? Yeah, like, and, uh, and like a minuscule amount. Yeah, but. they cop it, but yeah, and then when the the heat the heat did it with um. LeBron Wade at different times, and they I think they copped a little bit of um, heat for that. <laughs> um, <Hey. laughs> uh, for that, but you know, I I know I was never worried about it then, and that they kind of those issues just came and went pretty quickly. But this one seems to be holding on because I think everyone knows that this Kawhi one's just going to continue. And like you said, they don't have much else to talk about because we're at the start of the season, and and there's not much else going on apart from LeBron's. LeBron's great again. Doncic, like you said, Doncic is um, the MVP front runner probably at this point. Um, Harden's going off, but like it's the, all the storylines are stuff we've seen before. Like what Luca's doing is insane, but we're only a couple years removed from Russell Westbrook doing the exact same thing. So it's it's crazy that he's that ahead of schedule, and he's so fun to watch. And he, it, it is a different game than what Westbrook was doing back then. But it's still just something we've seen. So nothing, yeah, I don't know. It's, there's just not much going on. Yeah. So it's kind of like the blueprint was laid out before the season and everything's going according to plan, uh-huh. other than the Blazers being pretty bad. <laughs> I was going to say that. That was about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the one that, the the story. And I, the Warriors. I, I was almost going to forget about the Lloyd management thing, to be honest. And then it was when um, uh, Derek Gross said the other day, a couple of days ago, how um, his, he'd still be a bull if there was load management, and I was like, "Eh, I think <laughs> you I you know. destroyed your knee in the playoffs. That was not a load management issue. That was a." <clears throat> I also think load management is a good thing because they're saying that that these rookies that are coming into the NBA right now have knees of a four or five year veteran. So it's because of AAU ball and everything because they're playing year round. Yeah. Um, so. Maybe load management is going to become a more important thing because all these players are running their knees into the ground because of the AAU circuit and how we treat youth basketball in this country. So that could be a thing. And maybe it's the smartest thing that could happen for these guys is load management so everybody can just back the fuck off for a little yeah. bit. Like, I, I mean, mean, do you want every player to end up being like Derrick Rose? No. Who had, I mean, who had a chance to be an all-time great and just... You know, injuries caught up to him. Yeah, that, um, that'll happen more without this stuff. And that's a discussion for all like youth sports is like the amount that they play. You know, the travel like baseball is another one that you know the the kids are like blowing out their arm. Like that's what you know the arm injuries for pitchers in particular in baseball could go all the way back to the fact that they're just playing you know three or four games a day like in in these travel and whatever. And and yeah, AAU basketball is the same. I think LeBron came out and said the amount of games his kids have played in some some of these tournaments is just stupid so you know we don't ask you know back-to-backs is you know enough in the nba and you're asking kids that are 
in not even fully developed bodies to play three or four games a day in some of these tournaments. And, um, you know, that's probably where the real discussion oh, is. Uh, but obviously the, the NBA can't do anything about, well, they can, you know, you can bring light to light to things and ask for change and whatever. But with the NBA at the moment, all they can do is, um, is battle this load management issue, which shouldn't really, it, as we said, it's not really an issue, to be honest. It's just it's something people are, Privileged people are going to complain about when they when they don't see don't see Kawhi on the floor and you know want to want to clap their yeah. hand, clap their hands and say Kawhi and <laughs> I'm, yeah, not gonna, and again, I'm, I'm not going to have an issue yeah. with it you know I'm, I'm going to try and get to a Clipper and Clippers and Lakers game while I'm over there and I I genuinely thought about it. I was like looking at the schedule and trying to work out if I could kind of game the system and work out where Kawhi would sit. As it turns out, they're away most of the time in LA, so the only one I'll probably get to is the Christmas Day game if I can. And that's a game I know that they'll play in if they can, so I'm not that worried about it. But um, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, but I, at the same time, if I was going to, you know, there was a Clippers, Clippers Grizzlies game in, you know, mid December that I was going to go to, and he didn't. He sat out that one. I'd be like, oh, well, that's disappointing. But you know, I understand. Whatever. Like, I'd just move on from it. I'd be like, well, I'm still here watching five v five basketball in the NBA. Like. Kind of lucky in that sense. I mean, there's some games you go to that you probably would have to pay me to go to, but um, <laughs> no. Nah. I mean, there's still if something get, to if, pick up from every game. You see I'm an NBA fan. Like, I go and watch, like, you know, last year, if you went and watched an Atlanta game, like, early in the season, and you you, you start seeing the gen- like the, the start of Trey Young or, you know, a Mavs game last year um, before Luka Doncic really became a thing, you know, they, they were not – people wouldn't have expected them to be a fun team, and now, now they're suddenly – Got Chris Tapps and Doncic, but yeah, even before Pazingas was even there, and and Doncic was just starting his little run. You know, you, you can you can find guys. There's still five guys out there playing basketball against five other guys, and there's still benches, and and still the NBA. As far as as much as you could make some jokes about some NBA teams at times, you're still going to see some some of the best best basketball players in the world going at it. So, you know, put some mm. res- be be respectful to the guys that are out there. You know, they're all working and stuff. So. You know, we did, we did. And if you're only going for one guy and he doesn't play, don't go. Give yeah. your ticket away. Sell it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Every uh, man, it's just like kind of goes back to our the the thing Pau Gasol was saying uh, the other yeah. day, kind of like that. Just our culture. It's just how it goes. Entertain me now, and it's all about me. Yeah, and it's ironic because we we live in a world now that we can. If you go and see the Clippers play and. And Kawhi's not playing. You can just jump on your phone after the game. Don't do it while you're there, and watch. <laughs> you can watch hours of Kawhi highlights anyway. Like it's not like you know, it's, it's not like you're um, you know, back in the sixties and seventies where if you wanted to go see Kareem or Wilt or whatever, and and they didn't, they were injured in that game. That was pretty much your only chance to see it because you know you were only getting yeah. one or two games on TV of theirs a year or whatever. And you know we're living in a world where you get where you you're given everything. Um, and obviously, you still want to see it in person because I, I have so much more appreciation for uh, Kyrie's play after I saw him play in person, just because I I kind of made a point to watch him a bit more. But um, that might be just me. But you know, it is there is nothing like seeing sports in person. But at the same time, um, yeah, just be understanding of <laughs> these injuries are they're not gonna they're not gonna go away on their own. They're not the teams aren't just gonna sit guys out. That are hundred percent healthy, just just to spite fans or whatever. They're, they're doing it. I genuinely believe they're doing it for a reason with Kawhi um, and and aging players as well. If LeBron starts sitting out a few back to backs here and there, he's fucking thirty five or whatever. So um, 
there's his body. He's still playing at an elite level, but his body's um, he's an alien. But he's still not quite. He's still gonna. He's still gonna have issues as he ages. So, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be the big thing with the Lakers this year is if they can stay healthy. If they do stay healthy, they're odds-on favorite to win. I would think just with what we've seen from them so far. But you know, LeBron's getting up there. He's almost as old. He's what only five months younger than Carmelo, I think. So. <laughs> obviously a little different uh body and player but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think we need to explain the differences between lebron james and camillo anthony on this podcast i think we're, we're all well aware yeah one's the best basketball player in the world and the other one's lebron james <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna clip that one for the gram um, <laughs> I say that every week, and I never get around to actually doing that. But of course not. <laughs> but it's a good idea. Put a pin in it. Yeah, <laughs> I've just I've just taken a look at what time it was on the pod, so I can remember to go back. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'll sp- do it. I got a week and a half off. Just just send me what you want, and yeah. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> awesome. Um, so well, there's not much else. Um, the way it's the early days of the NBA, but um. I know you, we were talking about how the Doncic story really isn't the story, but um, should we, do you think he can win the MVP this year? Because I think there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, I yeah. do think, I do think so." I'll I'll stop you right there. I did, yeah. Yes, um, he's. Just, I mean, like I kind of said already, he's just light years ahead of what we thought he would be, and he is. He he's kind of like a little James Harden. He's thick. He's thicker than people think. He's bigger than people think. You watch him, and he's bashing into bashing into the lane, and he's giving as good as he's getting from mm-hmm. these big men. And I think that's huge for durability. I mean, that's how Harden's been able to stay so consistent and in the game is because he's just thick. He's just a thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like... Um, so I think Doncic has a little bit of that, and then just his court vision already is incredible. Some of the passes he makes are, um, he needs his teammates to step up a little bit. He doesn't have the best, the best starting lineup around him. Um, Porzingis is still trying to figure out what he wants to be. Um, it's so frustrating as a fantasy owner of him, which I know nobody cares about, but just say he's seven, three and he can't average around 10 rebounds a game because he's playing out on the wing so much, (laughs) but that's probably where he's best just because he's, such a good shooter. So I think once Porzingis really finds his role in that Rick Carlisle offense, that's when this Mavs team, they, they do need a few more pieces and maybe that'll come once. Maybe they'll trade for somebody. I don't know. I don't know who they have to trade though, but I, I do think the Mavs are a couple of years away from being a contender, but I, I don't think that should hurt Luca's case for MVP, especially if he continues doing what he's doing. What have you seen from him? Um, I've seen, yeah, like pretty much what you were saying about the body. Um, I don't think I've ever seen heard the word "thick" being used in that that much in that shorter amount thick of time. With two but C's. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the things that really struck me is like how, yeah, his. Everyone said when he came into the league, they, they said, "I'll oh, watch out for him because he, you know he played at Euro League basketball, so he was playing men's men's basketball before he came into the league, which is a that's a big I mean, thing, not yeah. the, not that college basketball isn't men's league, but because it's such a sh- one and done thing now, um, 
I go to and school with a lot of uh, college-age kids. Yeah. They are not men. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So, yeah, he's come, out of a le- he's come out of a league where he's playing against, you know, seasoned veterans a lot. Um, so he's, he's already got, had kind of the NBA experience without, you know, the height, the elite level of skill that the NBA um, has. So the year of league basketball is pretty good. Um, but Fame. For yeah. sure, yeah. Um, Second so he, best league in the world. Yeah, so he's come he's come in with that on his back. So he's already coming in with more experience than any college player is going to come in with, and and without the fear of these big bodies because there is some big bodies in the Euro League, and you know he he's played against these guys and 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 succeeded. So he's come in already probably with a, a year or two kind of an NBA experience in his body, I think, and that's what's helped is that he's. His body's built for the built for that rough and tumble stuff, but he's also got the elite skills to be able to um, to be able to handle it, and that's what makes me very hopeful of his future. Is that he is such a, he's, his body does and you know an ankle ankle injuries and stuff can happen at the drop of a hat sometimes, and and basketball is that kind of sport. But I think he's he's got the body, whereas you know Porzingis we often worry about with his frame and whatever and how he's built that he's only another he's an you know one one bad fall away from another um, just terrible injury. Whereas mm-hmm. Don, Doncic just, he looks like the kind of bloke that's built for a, a long successful career in the NBA and, and his elite, his, his, his shooting, his, I mean, some of those, like I still have nightmares about his, his shot against the Blazers last year and just a regular, yeah. that regular season game, you know, just his ability to get shots off that are high percentage, even, was, even in situations where, and, you know, people say there's like, you know, Paul George just gave that, that shit to Lillard last year saying it was a lucky shot, it was a bad shot, but good players can put up put up what look like low percentage shots and make them work because they are such good shooters that they have such good touch. And I think I think that's where Doncic is. He has such a good touch on his shot that he, he can put up those obviously gets he gets plenty, he's getting more good shots now and um but as well as his rebounding and his and his yeah, his court vision. He's just a He's quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the league. Um, last year, I was already um, um, really keen on him, and, and I'm turning on more Mavericks games than I ever did last mm. year. And then this year again, I haven't had a chance to watch too many yet, but um, I've just been catching the highlights here and there, and just yeah, it really impressive. He's he looks like he's a you if you just came down from Mars and were like, oh, this is a this is an NBA player. How many years has he been in the league? You'd look at him and go, oh, he's He's four or five years in now. Like that's kind yeah. of where he's at. But he's he's only in the start of his second year, and some people might have you know hasn't haven't seen mentioned too much because I think people are cognizant of where he's come from in the with European basketball. But you know, there's no no whisper of a sophomore slump here because he's really just he looks really good. So yeah, he has that kind of body that you know he has muscles obviously, but he still has fat. So he's kind of like. Harden a lot, like Charles, <laughs> like these, Char- like a Charles Barkley type. Yeah, <laughs> they like don't have to be super muscular to be effective, just because they're just, you know, like I said, thick. Like they have that strong fat in them, and like that's something he could do is like, like bulk up a little bit and lose some of that, but I don't think he will. Just yeah. looking I mean, at I like guess... the Europeans before him, they never get too big. So like yeah. Jokic or Jokic. He, Made of Swiss cheese. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was on probably another podcast I was listening to. It might have been Ringer NBA. I, I don't like stealing from them, but I, I swear one of those guys said that they saw Jokic just walking around in the tunnels before a game or during a game just with a huge bag of candy, just offering people candy. Yeah. Just munching away on candy. Just, yeah. So these guys, these guys are unique, but they make it work. So 
Um, I mean, yeah. I guess that'll be the only thing we the thing that we see that we can only re- truly discuss is at the end of the season to see if he has had some tail off with. Um, mm. Even though the European League certainly is a good way of getting ready for uh, the NBA slog because it's a lot like a lot more grueling season than the college one is, but. Um, you know whether whether the last twenty thirty games Doncic trails off a little bit just because he is still getting used to it, or he just has a bit of a slump there. But it, it, it doesn't look likely at the moment because he's just that good. That um, you know, guys guys that are that good don't tail off that much. He does know. everything, so yeah. it's not a type of game that like like if like, like if his, his shot is off one night, he'll still be getting the boards and he'll still and, be like and creating and facilitating. Yeah, yeah. Which I got, yeah. Draymond Green had a double double the other day with assists and rebounds. No, not points. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I can see a game. I don't. And I can't see Doncic so good at getting to the rack. Yeah, but, I can't see him like not scoring. If he's out there for thirty minutes and getting put, put you know, getting seven to ten assists and and getting ten boards, he's going to get at least ten. Like he's just. The way, yeah, like gets the rack and 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 just his shot, like he'll get enough shots off that he won't be held to like five six points. I can't imagine him going like two for eighteen or something like that, just because he's yeah he's too exactly. good for that. Like and and the way he plays is just not gonna he's not gonna well, he take, takes high percentage shots. Yeah, and so. he's not gonna be taking every shot from me on the arc like and having just a bad bad night from there because he's gonna he's gonna find a way to create and get his shot and get better shots if he's if he's having an off night from you know for mid range or further or something like that he'll. He'll find ways to score and and get back on track. So he's just got that kind of game that I think it's it's going to be, you know. And you know, we can talk about overreacting at times. You know, in the NFL, we were saying Patrick Mahomes is unbeatable like two weeks in, but then you know that's gone downhill a bit. We're not going to talk about NFL at all. But it was just an example of someone that Doncic is. Yeah, game. I almost feel like he's underrated now, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Like he's <laughs> been a weird season like, in that. People sense. stop talking about him so quickly that it's like, are so we're really discounting the Chiefs. We're yeah. gonna do that. Seems like a bad idea. So now, like the Ravens are all of a sudden the Chiefs. I don't. It's whatever. Yeah, it's for a different different time. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Doncic and basketball is obviously a different sport. I just don't. I can't see him having that kind of. And it'll be depend how his body holds up. But I do have a lot of faith in the fact that I think he's got a good bar. He's got a good. NBA body in the sense that it, it's built built to withstand um, not just this year but um, years in the league as well as um, the yeah. grind. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like LeBron at thirty five, still pound, <laughs> pounding away and getting triple doubles. You know, there was that game they played against each other and got the triple. That was a great game. Yeah, probably um, the, one of the best of the season until that uh, Clippers Celtics game the other night was pretty good. There's yeah. been there's been a couple. There's been some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, LeBron's having a great year and and proving what you know Luca's career could end up being. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be LeBron, but he's gonna he's gonna he's got a good good start ahead for a, probably what would be good solid. Um, well, not just solid, but very very high caliber ten year career at least ahead of him. I think um, which is great. So and I think at this point, um, having started the discussion asking about the MVP, I'll bookend it by saying I think he's. I think he's the front runner at the moment, uh, based on both the fact he's playing like it and uh, knowing the way the MVP works. Um, they like stories, and he's the story this year so far. And if he keeps going, then that's just going to be the story, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, because Giannis has Giannis the... is going okay, but he's he's not. Giannis has got to get to pretty. Yeah, high, it depends. He's got to get it to just pretty high levels. On how good these teams end up? Yeah, like I don't. 
know how it's going to go between LeBron and AD. They've kind of taken away from each other because they kind of they're kind of sharing mm. kind of sharing the load out there where one goes off one night and the other goes off the other night. So that's not a good way to get an MVP, but they're both like probably in the top 6 MVP conversation. If Giannis leads the Bucks to the number one seed in the East, which is harder than you would think it will be this year, because like I said, there's a group of four teams probably that'll be battling it out because the Celtics are better than we thought they'd be. But Giannis will be up there. It's hard to win it back-to-back MVPs as we've seen lately. So that's that's going against him. Kawhi, obviously, if he plays enough games, um, <laughs> will we'll, we'll be in the running probably. If he, if he, I think. Do you think he cares? People... Do you think he cares about the MVP? No, yeah. I don't know what Kawhi cares about. I don't know if he even cares about winning. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they said on one of the podcasts I was listening to the other day is like he might become the only player to win a title for three different teams, but I don't think that's right because I think Robert Horry did it. But yeah, with the Rockets, Lakers, and Spurs, but. That was a debate on other podcasts. I think it was a Rosillo pod or something like that. I wanted to yell, yell, yell <laughs> through my phone to them. Like, no, I think somebody's done that. But still, if he does that in like the short span that he's done it, like Robert Ory did it over an entire career, Kawhi will do it in like eight seasons. I don't know. So, uh, whatever. I think Kawhi could do it. Yeah, Ory did it for three teams. I don't think he cares, though. Yeah. I think. I don't like I said. I don't get Kawhi at all. I don't know what to do with him. So he's definitely a unique individual. Yeah. You you um called LeBron an alien earlier, and I think Kawhi is definitely an alien. Yeah, <laughs> Kawhi is an alien in a different sense. <laughs> LeBron's a science experiment in some alien starship, and Kawhi is just he's got he he took the personality and that's not that's not a slide against Kawhi at all he's like a, we we don't we don't judge but he's just an odd cat you know he's he's um i don't know he, what to make of it yeah i don't either like, personality i don't know it i don't yeah. get it. he doesn't i thought i, I thought i knew what it was at san antonio he was just a quiet guy that would just work but then obviously that went to shit and is that you know his his little laugh that they keep them the hey hey, hey thing hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's like he's it's like he's got he's he wants to be uh, a bit more out there, but he doesn't. He's like he's probably kind of like me when I'm I'm like I mean when I'm meeting new people or whatever. I'm I'm a little bit introverted and I I don't know how to exactly talk. I think that's kind of what he's got. Like he he wants to probably be a bit more out there as far as his personality, but he's probably thinking doesn't want to put too much of himself out there either. And he's thinking about it. I don't know. Odd cat. I think. <laughs> I think there's types of personalities that to, that people can fit in, whether it's like you're a drinking personality or you're a smoking weed personality. He, defi- he definitely is in the smoking weed personality type thing where you're just <laughs> ba- laid back and chill and don't like really want to talk. And other yeah. people like, like I would say like LeBron and Shaq are definitely in the, the former of those two. Like they oh, want yeah. their personality out there. They want to be loud. They want everything to be about them. So I think, yeah. I'm sure this this um, metaphor could go deeper, but <laughs> yeah, we could do a whole part on that, but we don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Robert Hari got seven rings, by the way. So greatest of all. Yeah, time. it's pretty big shot, Bob. <laughs> it's pretty. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um. I mean, some guys are just the glue, right? Like, bring him in, you get a championship. <laughs> no, he's always he was always there to hit the big shot. Yeah. He was definitely never the best player on any of those teams, or even close to it. So. 
But he got the rings, yeah. so you know he's got more than he's got more Seven. than Jordan. So you know, yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, that's probably about where we're at. I think for the NBA at the moment, there's not much, not too much else going on. But yeah, you know, there's been some good games, and um, it's certainly just it's in that in, the, in that zone at the start of the season where uh, you know there's going to be some t- that Western Conference is going to going to be a shit show. Um, yeah, I think it'll return to a little bit of normalcy as yeah. the season goes on. But I don't think I think the Suns are pretty big pretenders. But uh, they've been fun for a little bit, and uh, hopefully the Blazers get it figured out. And uh, I don't think the I think the Warriors are going to tank. So that's the one weird thing about it all. Yeah, well, I don't think the Warriors. I mean, yeah, you can, tanking is such a loaded term, but I don't think they're, they're just. They're just not they're not good, and they're they're gonna have Curry and well Clay's not gonna play this year. Curry's gonna be coming back from broken hand. They can they can utilize that as a load management excuse if they want to, <laughs> and I'd be I'd be all like I'd be totally understanding of it. Obviously, I don't want the Warriors to reload immediately and get a great draft pick, but um, from an objective point of view, I could totally understand them um, just you know easing Curry back in and not being too worried about you know getting him back in for a bunch of games in a season that's not gonna matter for him anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. For my fantasy team, I'd like him to come back, but I know the Warriors fans are just like, whatever. Doesn't doesn't matter. We just yeah. got off the best five year run of, you know, a historic five year run, so we can take a year off and yeah, reload so. and get better again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not not much more else going on. I reckon in the NBA. Um, we could we could go talk about the East, but I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the we're a Western Conference pod when it comes to everything, really. Yeah, I'll, we'll get to the East at, um, maybe next week. We can put a bit more focus on it because I just haven't. I was just looking at the table, but I haven't like watched too much into the it. Apart from, <laughs> yeah, haven't looked too much <laughs> into standings. it. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. too much about it. Otherwise, um, I haven't caught too many games. Ben Simmons hit a three. The Kemba Celtics are good, better than expected. That's pretty. Giannis is still a freak in probably the best player in the NBA right now. That's pretty much all you need to know on the East. Yeah. Yeah, no, I the heater the Heat can compete with uh with Jimmy Butler. He's pretty good still. So yeah. <laughs> and the Raptors are going okay even with Kawhi, so yeah. Yeah, Van Lead has been um has brought his game to the next level. Do you and, have him on uh, your so fantasy team? Yeah, comes big. I did, I picked him up. Yeah. yeah. He's been big. He averages over like almost eight assists a game. Siakam is a dark horse MVP candidate right now. He's kind of filled in where Kawhi, the whole Kawhi left, and yeah, yeah I, I don't think they, they're not a threat to repeat, but <laughs> they'll be a playoff team, which no, I don't know. I think, if everybody thought that would be. I think the for case. their, I think for their fans, last year's title was one they never expected to get. Um, well, they they traded for Kawhi, so they were hoping they'd be up there, but going against the Warriors, they probably weren't weren't expecting it, and. Um, that's a fan base that, you know, not to say that they're not going to be a chance at a title again, but, you know, the smaller market teams, just titles are, title windows are always shorter if, if, if they're there at all. Um, so they'll, they'll just, in, I think as a fan of the Raptors, I'd just be happy to enjoy a season of decent basketball after winning the championship. You'd just be sitting there in that glow, you know, your basketball's still pretty good this year and you're competing and you got some good players there still, certainly ones to root for and hope that maybe you can put another run together at some point, but. Man, you just be enjoying that glow. I really, I, yeah. I just hope one day that we feel that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, law of averages. I would hope that would happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just think of the took play. twenty-seven years for me for the Cubs. So 
yeah we'll i've probably been a blazers fan for about eight years now so yeah they all and vince the other some man. years to go I guess. yeah i think vince is the one that's been waiting the longest out of all of us pod guys yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i remember even after the timbers won the championship back in 2015 he he texted and said I'm like, you know, in the streets and everyone's like happy and partying, but he's like, I know that the Blazers one's going to be like a hundred times this. Like, it's just, yeah. he, the city will go off whenever, if, if well, it'll happen. It just, I don't know when, and but hopefully, hopefully with Dame, as we book in this pod, that we will see a Blazers team with Damian Lillard at the helm um, competing for a championship soon. But it won't be this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately yeah. not. Unfortunately not. And uh, with that, solemn ending in in mind uh we will we'll end this pod at the moment and uh we'll be back with probably more nba chat next week because that's just where it's at at the moment and uh yeah until next time um go blazers and stay sports gasmic carmelo's the goat <laughs>